Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Zingness. You've got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And you've got some gaming news you want to talk about. You've been chomping at the bit. Well, I've used that before. Whatever. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, GamesCon was just mm-hmm. around recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I'm not going to talk about everything. Yes. Obviously, that was announced. Uh, just a couple things that I thought was interesting. Um, did you like or still like the Age of Empires series? That's the real-time strategy one, isn't it? Yes. Mm, I'm kind of wish-washy on real-time strategy. It, okay. it comes and goes for me. It's one of those. Except when it was Halo. <laughs> Halo Wars is okay. The The Star Wars Battlegrounds is the one that I oh, will yeah. play Yeah, you lot. have been playing that one. Well, um... I love Age of Empires. Mm-hmm. I've always loved them. Um, and so it's really neat. They are actually announced Age of Empires 4. Um, that they're, um, made, It's going to be made by the Dawn of War developers. So that's really, really exciting. Neat. Um, and, and I guess because of this coming out and announcements and all that, um, they are coming out with the Age of Empires Definitive Edition, which is like a remastering of the very first one. Um, I wonder uh, if that's in response to the um, StarCraft. Mm. Being Having them okay. do a remaster of that. That's, I mean, it's easier to remaster stuff on PC, I think. Yeah. Especially strategy type stuff. Um, but October 19th is when the remastered of the original one is coming out so super excited they have some new updates some new stuff to the games um and they're also doing the i can't remember if they were already in the works or they're coming out soon but the the second and the third one mm-hmm. they're all getting getting prettied up Ooh. i know so if you're new to the series and you you want to go well i'm going to start with the first one um but i, I don't want to because it's it's older and it may not look as good Fear not. As of October 19th, you can just go ahead and start with the first one and work your way through and have nice new graphics and new updates to it. So, Cool. I'm excited. Um, we have to also, of course, mention the elephant in the room. All the the buzz buzz around the Shenmue trailer. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Um, and we're all thankful that it looks, it's probably going to be at least another year before it comes out because the trailer didn't really do a lot of justice to it. Um, it didn't look as good as I, it could, as it could. Yeah. Yes. Considering that, you know, that it's PS4 now, mm-hmm. um, definitely some of the character animations and some of the stuff you would have swore it's still being on the same system it was originally on. Hmm. Um, I noticed it most with the people itself. It just didn't look very crisp and clean like it could. Um, but it's a year off, so, you know. Who knows? I'm not getting Debbie Downer about it yet, but I know a lot of people were disappointed by the, the trailer. Um, and I also want to give Final Fantasy a little bit of love. Okay. Uh, 15, even though it's been yes. like pretty much a year since it's been out, they're still plugging away with new stuff for it. And they're actually doing... I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the new trailer for Assassin's Creed. Sort of. Um, But they're doing a collaboration with Assassin's Creed franchise. Uh, The event is going to be starting the 31st of August. 
mm-hmm. on the PS4 and the Xbox One. And you'll actually be able to have access to this content till the end of January. So, because last, like with the Chocobo Festival, I think it was only a month, maybe I, a little that's bit a, longer. That's, a, that's definitely a you question. Yeah, I know. I'm yourself. trying to remember. If I'm wrong, please somebody tell me. But I think, <laughs> I think the um, Chocobo Festival wasn't for very long. Yeah. So it's kind of neat that this one's going to be around for several months. So that way... If you don't have a lot of time to do it right now, fear not. It's going on until January. Um, but they're going to do a little crossover with some Assassin's Creed stuff. And then uh, one other thing I wanted to mention. They did have some Nintendo stuff, but there is an SNES-themed DS uh, 3DS XL. Ooh. It looks really, really fun, really cool. So if you have a 3ds maybe it's a little bit older looking to freshen it up a little bit or don't have one yet and you're really nostalgic with the classic type mm-hmm. stuff might be something you'd want to pick out awesome yeah well, that's a that's a lot of gaming news right there <laughs> not too much <laughs> good bit a good bit okay um so quick thing with the assassin's Assassin's Creed trailer. They they released a cinematic trailer. Mm-hmm. I, I watched it. They also released the Destiny one. Um, I'll talk about Destiny at some other point. Okay. Uh, I will get back to it. Don't worry. Not not in this episode. A different episode. Um. Okay. But the Assassin's Creed looks looks really good. It's I mean it's all cinematic. But Julius Caesar is supposed to be in it, so that's interesting. Cool. That, that sparked my interest. Yeah. And once again, I am having so much trouble taking this game seriously because of the fact of the magic set right now is oh. still messing with me. <laughs> but that's cool, though. Well, also, I don't know if we've mentioned it before, but they are supposedly, there is a, you know, AAA title in the works that involves magic, The Gathering. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of want to dig up more information, but at the same time, I kind of want to be surprised by it. So I'm, I'm waiting. I'm hoping, you know, maybe it's like a real-time strategy game or something like that or something to where it's open world and you just kind of can... See, that's what I'm hoping. You know what? We should do a Legendarium at some point on on that. Oh, yeah. That would... There's definitely... There, just but there's just, the, so, well, just there's, the main characters. I was about to say, there's so much, but I think what we could probably do to focus on is probably discuss the planes walk, the main planeswalkers yeah, themselves. They are so interesting. And maybe a few of, like, the unique... Um, creatures that inhabit the planes and there magic has a really for for a card game it actually does have a very well rich they have story. how many books there's like a gazillion books too. There, there's books the cards actually have storyline points mm-hmm. in them now they've gone more to where it's online through the website now but it's just this ever-evolving story that's very that i find very interesting i mean that's not why i play it but it's always a nice little cool tidbits to know well, certain things and i feel like you could probably do a couple um oh, yeah. just because i think it would take over an hour just to if you really wanted to get detailed just to discuss the planeswalkers yes. the, the the um monsters and all that stuff that could be yep <laughs> well like, like i said i mean Tons we just started the, the legendarium stuff oh, yeah, which by the way if you want to check out our first one it is on elder scrolls we hope you liked it that we were joined by the mad scientist podcast for that and that was a lot of fun yeah um i guess i'll announce the next one now but i'm warning you guys it probably won't be till october november just maybe 
I'll, I'll try to work on on singer guys. I'll, I'll try to well, work the on level that. of research that I'm going to put into this <laughs> and everything is is a little daunting. We we will be doing a Metal Gear. That that will yes. be our next one. And if you've played Metal Gear or even know the storyline to it, it is a that's a doozy. It's it's a doozy to sort of discuss that mind trip. (laughs) So so to discuss that world, I I have had to partition an entire wall with um, cork board, newspaper (laughs) clippings, string. And so on and so forth, and I that's you that's, make it sound like we're working on like a missing missing persons case or something. Yeah, this this is almost that okay that 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 in depth, but but yeah, so so to appease people who have asked about it, yes, Metal Gear will be discussed. It it is the next one. As for when it is soon ish, by soonest I mean probably before New Year's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're but, shooting for maybe October, right? We'll yeah. see. We will see. I, I, October <laughs> October is going to be spooky. Well, Metal Gear is spooky. Sure. Oh, it does kind of have a vampire in it, technically. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, um, we're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to be having some... some discussion on, in my opinion, one of the greatest animated shows of all time. The Simpsons? Don't. Do you like sci-fi, AI, and technology? Do you enjoy going on tangents and down random rabbit holes of a subject? Then join me and my friends each week on Brokebot Mountain as some artificially intelligent people attempt to walk through a maze that explores themes of existence and free thought in sci-fi TV, movies, and books. The conversations are unique and bring an unusual perspective to the genre and can literally go anywhere. And we do mean anywhere. You can find us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com or look for Brokebot Mountain on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello everyone, welcome back to Zing This. You got me, Zinger, and I'm of course joined by another huge Simpsons fan. Hi everybody! It's me, Dr. Eric Berg. <laughs> Eric has once again come back, and this time, well, you actually have some Nintendo stuff, but we'll save that for the I end. I was going to say, we're actually not on for Nintendo this time. This is, uh, this is, this is something else that's very near and dear to me in my life. Yes, so today we're going to be discussing, I guess, the first, um, what do we figure, 14 ep- seasons of The Simpsons kind of is the more focus of it. Yeah. Hold on, I had it written. Yeah, 14. 14 seasons of The Simpsons, which is going on, I think, season 28, and they're renewed yeah. up to season 30. Yeah. So so I guess the first half of it. And, I mean, this is something that, I mean, I'm, I'm we both grew up watching Absolutely. this. And I'm sure that a lot of listeners have seen it at some point in its long, long run, but we just kind of wanted to, to take a moment to sort of talk about some of our favorite stuff from it, favorite episodes, favorite characters, just, just kind of talk about The Simpsons and the impact it's kind of had on, you know, I guess our lives and pop culture and everything. So that's our excuse for why we're going to talk about it. Because we wanted to. So I, I don't know if you know off the top of your head. How did you get introduced to The Simpsons? So 
Okay, when in in December of 1989, when Simpsons roasting on an open fire, mm-hmm. the first episode yes. after the Tracy Ullman show aired, I was in kindergarten and I watched it the night it premiered. Really, I watched. I was there from the beginning. I remember it was Christmas. I remember the. I still. I can. I, I, my grandma was in from Maryland. I was sitting next to her, and for whatever reason, my parents thought, "Hey, this kindergartner can, <laughs> can watch the Simpsons," uh, and and I have been watching it ever since. I can't remember the exact year, but I can tell you that Fox used to do a, they used to do like an hour where it was two episodes of The Simpsons yes. followed by, I can't remember if it was Seinfeld and Friends or Friends and Seinfeld. It was some combination of those two. They would always do, um, yeah, because um, Fox 5 out of DC. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we had the same one, because they yeah. would always switch around, but it was always 7 to 8. It was the hour before primetime. Yep. They would do the hour of The Simpsons, and I, every night, that was, yep, uh, I, was... I would watch it on Sundays, and then for the first few years when it was on Thursdays, and then it, during the week, I would watch all the reruns. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I kind of got introduced to it a little bit later on, but instantly fell in love with the, the show, because it was one of those shows that um, my parents did not... They they're like, well, we will let you watch it, but we don't like you watch. It was one of those. Ooh, ooh, I'm being bad right. by by watching this, even though they're sitting there, kind of like making cracks and everything, and like right. being like, oh no, you shouldn't hear that or stuff like that. So I mean, and honestly, The Simpsons isn't. I think they always did a good job of some of the humor would really go above people's heads. Cause, Absolutely. Because we just watched a few episodes to get us in the mode, and I've been watching a few episodes leading up to this, and there's jokes that I will still like oh, yeah. catch that I didn't catch before. And I mean, we we were talking about visual gags, like the right, like there's stuff on signs and stuff that I never noticed. Right. The newspapers, the the newspapers are notorious for having like they'll have the headline joke, but if you look, there's normally like another joke somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so that's how I guess we both got introduced to it, and we kind of grew up with it for Just, a long time at least i mean it is it's it's such a um part of my it, for me personally i mean it is it makes up a large portion of who i am today i know it sounds some people might be like a tv show but i mean i think i think listeners of this podcast understand how yeah. much pop oh, yeah. culture does and the simpsons is probably one of the like other than like those are the top two things nintendo and the simpsons like make up a big part of who I am. Like it's just, I quote things so much that are from Simpsons episodes that I forget they're from Simpsons episodes. And then yes. watch an episode, then I watch an episode, and be like, oh yeah, that's why I say that all the time. And I have been for twenty some years. It is also like, I mean, I, I love comedy and stuff, and I guess that's where I got a lot of you know my my hum- the the sense of humor sure. I have, and a lot of stuff with that came from I guess the originated with the simpsons and kind of understanding like the rule of three in comedy and and to be honest this was that was one of the first shows like when i started buying them on dvds i used to listen to the commentary like i'd watch and listen to the commentary and there was so much behind the scenes stuff with that and it was just one of those shows that i just it's just i had such fond memories of i i guess i mean besides like you know i've mentioned before transformers and stuff like that this is something that's kind of grown with me over years and i've you know kind of kept my finger on the pulse of it up until a certain point. I mean, it's still going, and I'll still catch an episode here and there, but for me, it's the older season that, that, that really got me, like, like to where I can seriously sit there and watch an entire season, and I, I, I there's there's not a bad moment. Right. Almost. Yeah, you could just binge them. I mean, it's you could binge them before binge-watching was, yeah. was a term. I mean, you could just watch one after another after another, and it was just so so dense and so, so good. It was... Um, 
and like you're saying, you know, it's these repeated viewings where you're like, whoa, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Or it's almost like, you know, 4D chess, if you will. It's like, yeah, there, there are so many steps ahead and it also kind of resonates and you kind of go back and you're like, oh, oh, wow. That's, that's a whole, that just like we were watching the 22 short films just now. Yeah. And, you know, the whole, uh, the whole Pulp Fiction thing. I said, yeah. I was in sixth grade. I, you know, Pulp Fiction about two years. I hadn't seen it. Obviously I was, I was 11, Weren't going to get that joke. And I didn't understand. I kind of, my dad laughed because he, he had seen Pulp Fiction. And then once I saw Pulp Fiction a few years later, and then I watched the episode again, I was like, okay, that's, that's a brilliant. And, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's classic classic and then we also kind of watched some of our like each of our favorite episodes and you 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 we we both kind of jumped around because it's it's, i'd say i don't think i could ever unless i had like an opportunity to watch all the episodes give like a definitive here's my top sure x i mean i'm sure i'll probably do it on this podcast one day (laughs) but i don't think i could ever give i mean there's shows i like there i mean there's there's episodes i like there's there's moments I like from each of them, but it's just the whole thing. Like seasons are what I I kind of focus on a little bit more. Right. And one of the episodes, but but we did pick out you know two episodes for each of us, and then ended up watching twenty two short films just because we both were like we we loved the, we loved that one. Um, you picked. Crusty gets canceled. Yes, and one of my favorites. And I actually made a joke during it, and this is something I'm sure the internet has somewhere on it. But we're we're lazy; we're not going to look it up. How many times has Crusty been canceled? Right within I mean, the show's continuity, it's always like because I mean, obviously, there's that, and then there's uh, where Sideshow Bob wants him to get canceled, or he's going to nuke uh, Springfield. Yeah, and then he gets audited by the IRS and all that kind of fun mm-hmm. stuff. So it's always it's always something with Crusty. Yeah, and that's that. That's a great episode. And that was from season four, so that was a little bit earlier, I guess. Um, mine I picked was the behind the laughter. I don't know why. It's just something about that. Just just having to be flipping through channels and catch behind the musics every now and then when I was younger, and then watching that, it was a great, like perfectly done version of the right. Simpsons mocking that. And I've always loved those episodes where they do like the specials that are just these random terror. Like they're they're episodes that I guess everyone thinks are just throwaway episodes, and I always love them they're, because they're, they're great. because it, it just mocks itself. It's great, and I loved that about it. And then yeah. twenty two short films was just one that we we both were kind of like, okay, we have to watch this. It's one. like watching twenty two little small episodes of The Simpsons mm-hmm. condensed, and, and you think, oh, they're just going to run through that because that's about a minute of a quote unquote movie, but. They pack a lot in there. It's yes. so densely packed, but in like the best way possible. And it's got plenty of callbacks. It's got plenty of characters. I mean, that's the other thing. The Simpsons has built such a unique character base to it, to where yeah. I think for and correct me on this if I'm wrong. I'm not. I, I did not do any fact checking on certain things for myself, but. Wasn't there a time where they were going to actually do a spinoff series called Springfield? Yes, and it was going to be like it was going to be everyone else on the. Um... Yeah, like everyone besides the Simpsons, but they would make, you know, little crossovers and stuff. Um, yeah, there have been talks for several characters to have their own individual spinoffs. Mm-hmm. There were talks for the Springfield one. There was, there were actually talks when Phil Hartman was still allowed to do a spinoff Troy McClure. That would have been live, a... live action Troy McClure. Um, oh man, I, I'm show which Tro- would have been amazing. I mean, it's it's sad that he passed and everything, but Troy McClure stuff, it's just, it's one of those things when you're in the earlier seasons, he is everywhere he, and it is amazing. solid gold it every awesome. time. Because he also does, um, he, he does Lionel Hutz mm-hmm. too, the just terrible lawyer who just, just great stuff from that. Um, I mean, in this, this show, I mean, I know we're trying to, we're going to get probably discussing 
writers and stuff like that, but just the actor, the the voice actors and actresses that have come from here, and that you can basically name a celebrity and they've been on here, right? Too, and I mean that's that's the thing. It's a hallmark. It was like an honored thing to be on this show and everything for the longest time. I mean, it still is. It's just amazing. Like going back and watching older episodes to see like references to certain people and everything. There was one. Um, Baldwin was in one of them. Yep. Yeah, he because because they make it was the when ju- he was still married to uh, Kim Basinger. Yeah, and yeah, Billy Baldwin, Alec. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that's the thing; it's just such a quotable show. And um, I mean, I, I I'm gonna say this now: if there's an episode that is your favorite, definitely let us know because I, I I'd love to know that. I mean, like I said, I, I have favorite moments and everything, but I don't think. Like I said, Behind the Laughter is a great one. It's just, and it's, it's great because of everything that led up to it. It's mm-hmm. one of those. I don't think like alone it would have been a great episode, right? Like that could not have been. It would, you know, it was season ten because it was season ten, right? Um, season eleven, I season think. 11, yeah, that, eleven or right, twelve. Because yes, because it was always offset. I remember that was, I was in tenth grade and it was always a year. Whatever grade I was in, the next year, the number up was the season it was. So yes, I was in 10th grade. So, But, I mean, they could not have done that any sooner, basically, than that. Like, if they'd yeah. done that in the first 10 seasons, it's like, okay, we get it, whatever. But it's like, okay, the, this is truly, they've been on, at this point, they were already record-breaking for how long they've been on air. Now they're, obviously, they've more than doubled that. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> but yeah, it worked perfectly for that time in the, uh, in the Simpsons time on the air. I, I guess real quick, I mean, I know we're probably going to keep discussing it, but favorite character that is not from the main family. Oh my gosh, that's a so I, I, choice I, if I, I ever heard one. I, I will allow Grandpa to be involved okay. because I, I'm, I'm saying the, the main five. Sure, sure, sure. I, oh gosh. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll also give a favorite one-off character too because I, I, th- I think I got, I think I got my, one for each. My favorite one-off character is Frank Grimes. Grime, grimy because because homer's enemy is one of my favorite episodes and you know like we were saying and as they've said it's it's what would what would it be like if a real character was put a real life person yeah. was put in the simpsons universe and it's it's so great it's it's such a pure simpsons episode and he's such just a a crazy character and he made he made a huge i mean they had little guest guest spots mm-hmm. in like the halloween episode yeah stuff, he's, but, he's uh, popped back up in but ways and forms essentially he's a one-off character i would say my other my other favorite one probably probably tied with that it would be uh, hank scorpio that is that that that's actually my my favorite oh my it gosh. was that episode is so great because like he's like the bet that, that the episode <laughs> is great because homer finally like finds like the greatest thing that he could do He's he's loving his job, and he also his boss is secretly a Bond villain. Well, not secret. He's a Bond villain, but Homer, no clue, no the, clue. the entire time. And the family's miserable, so Homer makes the course of the decision to go to you know move back to Springfield. But it's such a great, it's such a great episode because there's this whole. It comes out of nowhere too. It's just one second, you know, you, you're like, oh my gosh, he's got an awesome boss, and then Homer, next- I gotta make a call, and then he's, <laughs> and he's threatening the UN. <laughs> It's, it just does this great turn out of nowhere. It's in it's. So I, I watched this video talking about sort of the structure of jokes in The Simpsons, and Hank Scorpio, I think I feel follows that. Where they were talking about how, especially in the first like ten seasons or so, jokes in The Simpsons would be comprised. It would be like these smaller jokes that in and of themselves pretty funny, but they build off of each other into yeah. the sort of super joke, and that's kind of how Hank Scorpio is. Is he is like. 
he's this boss. He's the greatest boss. He accepts Homer for who he is and thinks Homer's the greatest mm-hmm. thing ever. But then, all of a sudden, he's also this Bond villain who yes. is trying to take over the world. But he's also like the greatest boss because they sing that song at the end where yeah. it's like it's like a Bond, it's like an uh, '60s James Bond song, but it's going on. So beware of his generous pension <laughs> plus three weeks paid vacation each year, and then it just goes on. And it's just like you know, usually those Bond songs are about oh he's taking over the world and here's sexual innuendo, and then here's this guy talking about <laughs> his generous pensions and and, and that also. <laughs> There was also the great joke where Homer tackles the the quote unquote Bond person. Ta- <laughs> I tackled a strap, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's and then and then he's at, at home, and it's a callback to it where he's like, "Yeah, I tackled this this loafer at work." <laughs> and it's just it, it was just these these it's it's so, it's so well well written, and I'm not trying to downgrade you know like other shows like American Dad or Family Guy. I mean, we we both I think can can still say we like them, and there's oh, yeah. another one that we'll reference. Definitely in a little bit. Sure. That's a little bit more closely tied. But, I mean, it's just, I feel like a lot of people who write comedy now grew up on sort of The Simpsons yeah. and everything. And, and it's like, it's such a great comic base to mm-hmm. go off of, too. Because yeah. of, like like you said, how these little jokes can build and build and build. And then there's these big, these big reveal jokes. And also, another thing, a lot of episodes, we were discussing this, how it's kind of got this weird either a and b plot that have nothing to do with each other or that dovetail or the like first 10 minutes of a show have nothing to do with the rest of the show so it's confusing sometimes to remember back episodes or, or even like a butterfly effect where it's like with well, the slightest little thing happens and because the slight little thing happened it, mm-hmm. it yeah like this leads to this leads to this which eventually leads to the story but you think yeah. this one little incident happens which totally leads to mm-hmm. what was the beginning i'm trying to remember of the why did they move from Springfield? So, uh, they, referencing, of course, the um, it's the you only move twice, right? They the company Hyper Globe or what was whatever Hank Scorpio's company yeah. is. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But they were they were trying to hire Smithers. Yeah, and uh, so it was oh, right. and yeah. Monty Burns, and then he's, they're like, "We want to offer you a lucrative job." And he's like, "Can't a man in this country walk down the street without being offered a job?" And then they're like, well, "Let's go to the next senior man in the company." And then it cuts to Homer. Oh, <laughs> uh, and, and the, he also like buy. I, sorry, I'm just I'm just reminiscing about this episode now because he also buys the um the the hat the Vince <laughs> the Lombardi. Tom, it was a yeah. Tom, Vince Lombardi or Tom Landry. Or one yeah, of those. it's it's somebody's hat. And he buys it and he's like so proud of himself for getting it. <laughs> and then he wants the Dallas Cowboys, but he gets the <laughs> and he gets the uh, Denver Broncos. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the other B story is like Lisa's miserable there. She's miserable. They think Bart is slow, and they yeah. and they put him in the remedial class. And, and Marge develops a drinking problem. Yeah, because the it's like robotic house uh, house house robots who will uh, clean her house. And this, yeah, and she's like she's like, so you could drink to drink ten and, glasses and that, of wine a day, but I just can't do that. Or how and, and, and that that was too. another building joke too, to where like she drink and it do like this mm. sting music, like like this like dun dun dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and it was just this like funny joke of like it's like that's what she's doing that's so terrible. Oh man, we're probably gonna watch the episode. After yeah, this. I was gonna say, why didn't we watch that? And can we watch it afterwards? Yes, I'm totally. Yes, I, I'm definitely. We're definitely gonna pop that one Good. in because I think we've just described it perfectly. But no, I mean, and it, it was just it was such a staple of I think a lot of people and of you know the '90s and early 2000s. I mean, yeah. it still is around and everything, but it was just such a staple. The 
you know who who shot Mr. Burns. Oh my gosh, was that just was such a great, so great thing, so great. And I think that was around the time I was coming into it. Maybe maybe it was sooner than that, but I just remember that it was just the. And, and listening to the commentaries, just and also the development of the internet kind of played into a lot of this, yeah. to where there's a lot of development of the internet stuff, because apparently they said that somebody did post the correct answer. Yes. But they know why, they, they could never find out who. Right. And they, I think, I can't remember if they said they gave the reasoning behind it, too. And I'm like, that is, because how? Because it was right. just such a, okay, if nobody knows this, by the way, spoiler alert real quick, Maggie. <laughs> Maggie is the quote-unquote one who shoots You've, him. You all have had over 20 years to find this out if you don't know by now. And they reference it all throughout the, yes. <laughs> sorry. Because <laughs> there's another episode where she, like, has a sniper rifle or something. Oh, it's 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 the one where Homer gets involved with, where there's the right. mob fight. Yes. <laughs> out front, because that's the, oh my gosh, this is it's weird to talk about simpsons episodes because then because since they're so like weird picked apart things it's this it's this it's the episode where um marge it's it's the donuts pretzels 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 sorry she's the pretzel lady yeah she's the pretzel lady and um she basically gets in she somehow gets involved with the mob i think yeah, and I haven't watched that one in a while. But it's, it's, it's she one of the, franchises yeah. it. She goes. Yeah. She's part of a like a club. They want to franchise one thing, and they either kick her out or something. They, yeah, they they kick her out. She gets involved, and then somehow the mob gets involved and like knocks everyone else right. out. But then like the people who were in the franchise go after her with their own mob, and then they kind of and Homer gets they well they they, they get saved by Maggie with a sniper rifle for some reason has it. So good. Reminiscing. But so no, good. I mean, it's, it's there's so many great episodes. Another one we talked about was the the Ribwitch episode. <laughs> the one yeah. and and the we were talking about that 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 was the A like the A and B stories kind of dovetailing because Homer's after and it's this pursuit of the basically the McRib. The crusty rib or something. Yeah. The crusty riblet or something. It's made out of spiders or something. <laughs> there, there's there, there's a ton of just meta references to stuff. And then there is the other story is Lisa doing the spelling bee, I think, yeah. and it happens to be to where the stories come back together, where they the the like Mick, or the I keep wanting to say McRib, the, the, the rib witch is at the same place Lisa's at, and Homer has to decide, you know, right. which one to which one to go to. Yeah, but and and the other thing, it, this is another reference to. I'm I'm sorry, I'm just kind of babbling right now, but but another <laughs> exactly um. Another thing that's great is the the Sector Seven G. Ever, I don't think they ever repeat it, but every time Smithers is describing Homer, it's like, oh, one of yeah, our meat sure. sacks. Sure, your, your organ, your organ donor, and Sector Seven G. One of our, com- it's it's just all these different things. I mean, that's that that's an ongoing thing where I'm. I, I always want to know Smithers, who is that dunderpate. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that uh, Homer Simpson. Uh, he's been involved in all the major recent events in your yeah. life <laughs> oh the, the the other one from from homer the smithers oh, wow we're just referencing episodes at this point which all most of the episodes we're referencing are written by a great writer john Schwartzwalder, who has also written some books which um i actually gave you i think Yay. that's the first one if i remember correctly yeah, the time machine did it which they are if if you are a fan of the simpsons read those books they are great um he's written several ones i'm very excited to check these out it's basically almost if homer was a detective (laughs) if if that may but no um 
there, there's this part where where um, Smithers is trying to find somebody who's incompetent to take his place. So he searches the database and it comes up with like everyone in the plant. <laughs> and then he's like, Ugly. "Oh, that's to this. I'll just find Homer Simpson." <laughs> so then he tries to search again. And he goes, "You know what? I'm just gonna go get Homer." <laughs> but then it just immediately cuts to Homer at the dinner table, going, "I think Mr. Smithers chose me because of my <laughs> my work." And like immediately cuts to him being excited and. <laughs> it, it's such like i said just such a real well written episodes and by the way john Swartzwelder, i i just i love his style of stuff because it's always one of those things to wear and by the way he's written over 59 episodes of yes. the simpsons by the way so i mean he's it says so on the book so yes. it's true yes it, it has to be true it's printed on on paper but and not on the internet no the, the list i found was on the internet it's true <laughs> But no, I mean he he's done, and it's funny because they constantly from from listening to the commentary, they always mention how he will not come on any of the commentaries. Like he's he's one of those he yep. he writes the show and that's all he yep. does. And I would love to like just get like a conversation with him. I know it will never happen, but he not just, with that attitude. I, I, you know what? I can keep trying. I'll trick him because I think they tricked him in one episode. On the commentary, they like call him. Yes, they do. They do. And this, this is sex. We're was. even referencing the commentaries <laughs> for him. <laughs> We're at getting this super out of here. Because they they call him, and then he ends the call with like, "Oh, by the way, this is not John Swartzwelder." <laughs> but no, they <laughs> classic Swartzwelder right there. But the other thing, he he just does such a great job of writing. Cause they always said that that his scripts would like have these nonsensical things in there. For some reason, Grandpa's in the room and says that, and it's just, I I would like love to read some of these like fresh like just the script, not even like watch the show of just right. all these really just silly and random things they said that he just write in this like background stuff or these actions that made no sense whatsoever <laughs> but um another person who was on this show was um of course was conan o'brien and i mean he's a late night staple he was in the he if there's an episode you like from the first few seasons it's either john Swartzwelder or conan o'brien mm. hands down one of those two yeah. and those and he and and he's also been on The Simpsons several times too, so that was really. I loved how because uh, they got him for the commentary for uh, when Bart was the uh, I didn't do it boy. Yeah, and Bart went on Conan O'Brien, and when they did the animation, like the show hadn't even premiered yet. Yes, and like this episode came out like right when the show did, and they were like they were talking about how they didn't even know if the show was going to succeed past mm-hmm. you know the first week so like this show could air and already had this incredibly dated joke obviously yes hindsight dated joke obviously everyone knows Conan O'Brien's been around for years and he's amazing but yeah at the time they were talking about how it was such a uh, um, it was like a, a crapshoot they were like this could totally backfire and be the most worthless dated everyone's going to look at this episode in 20 years and be like what is who is that guy and what show is he on it, and and that's the other thing i guess we should if, if people don't know it takes about nine months mm-hmm. or so to make an episode now they're now they do multiple episodes at the same time so it's not like they do one for nine months right. and then start the next one it's from be from concept to air it's nine months of work so that's that's the thing. A lot of these jokes have to be written way ahead of time, or you know, have to be culturally relevant later. And that's one that could have missed hard, and it didn't, luckily. But right. Well, this newest season, this one that just finished in the spring, um, it had a whole episode about Pokemon Go, and yeah, obviously this summer it had a little bit of a resurgence, mm-hmm. but it was at the time it had been dead for you know. Th- 
it had come out like nine months before. Yeah, it was eight months, you know. And but and they even and but they made a joke about that, like something about who knows if it's going to even be popular in nine months, or you know, something like that. Even referencing that it takes nine months to do it, and who mm-hmm. knows what's going to be a popular fad, especially in this day and age when fads can go by in hours or days. So exactly. Now to reference this real quick, fun fact. South Park has a week turnaround where yeah. they 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 would do oh an episode gosh. in under a week. So that 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 is that's why that show can be on top of stuff that quickly. Yeah. But watch six days if anyone yeah. is, can, has access. Watch six days to air because it gives you an insight into that, and it's it's an amazing thing. It, it, it is gives an you am- even more appreciation for exactly. that amazing show. But uh, but yeah, we're so yeah. We're, we're talking about the Simpsons. I, I just it's just getting into it's just the Simpsons has been so influential and has its kind of hands and so many other you know um shows stuff like that uh x-files had an episode which was a great one it's where one of my on, favorites where they were on with i we, we i bring you love he's bringing <laughs> love. break his legs <laughs> <laughs> and it's just oh my gosh it's so it's red just, tick beer <laughs> yes needs more dog <laughs> and the rest of the episode homer's drinking it <laughs> yes um it's just it's got so many references i'm they they did a crossover episode with Family Guy, didn't they? They did, and that was a, that was technically an episode of Family Guy, but it was yeah. the whole cast and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, um, but they did a crossover with that. They did a crossover with Twenty Four. Mm-hmm. They did a crossover with uh, the Critic. Yes, yes, controversial. Yes. But uh, by the way, by the way, if you want to see John Swartzwelder as animated, he is in that episode. Yes. He's one of the crazy yes, people. That's right. I remember that. Yes, he's um, the one with the long hair that slams the door immediately. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. They've done some other. Oh, uh, very brief kind of cameo, but uh, Cheers. Yes. When Homer gets banned from Moe's. So you th- I always think about it. I'm like, you know, technically in this universe, X-Files and Tw- all these have, all these shows exist in the same universe. The Simpsons universe. <laughs> yes, the Tommy Westfall um, Tommy one. West. I think when we did our episode, I was not allowed to really use the Simpsons. I was going to say the Simpsons is cheating. That's like it, the, it is, <laughs> that's the Konami code of Tommy it, Westfall. It, it, it truly is because there's been so many shows that have been crossed over and referenced yeah. and, you know, been on there. It's just, oh. But, I mean, that's, that's the thing. When you have such a long run of a show that it's just it, it just went on. And right. another another show I want to reference now. You're wearing a shirt. Yes. I should have worn mine. Futurama. Futurama. Futurama came out of this. And while I love The Simpsons, I can tell you I did watch Futurama first episode. Mm-hmm. I, I was there yep. on Same Fox here. watching it. And Futurama, I feel, is... Simpsons is one of those shows that, like I said, has fallen off for me. I don't think it's bad. It's just I just don't have the same drive to watch every episode it's kind of i pick and choose now futurama for me and i'm sure we'll get to this one day on the podcast is by far one of my favorite things that ever came onto television and i feel like you know the multiple cancellations the multiple revives of it i feel like they always had a great end to that show yeah it's ended how many it's sort of like uh crusty getting canceled it's ended so many times but they always end it in such a way that it could always it, come it, back. It, it can always come back, and they end it on such a note to where you feel like there there is a amount of closure that sure. you can be you can be happy with, and that's yeah. a and that, that's a show that of course came from Matt Groening, has a ton of crossover. David um, X Cohen, yes. is also on mm. is one of the leaders on that show, and he originally was on The Simpsons, and it's very obvious that it's the same style and yeah. everything. Well, they I remember they said you know when. Um, when they write the Treehouse of Horror episodes, 
they like that because they have more freedom. They can mm-hmm. they're kind of free of the quote unquote real world, which yeah, obviously quote, is a surreal. But but they said you know when they write Futurama, it's like that the whole time because they have that freedom to go to other planets or mm-hmm. they can have magic even they can have you know aliens and robots and monsters and they can do all this stuff because it's part of the world it's a thousand years in the future so there's nothing off about it or odd about it so um that's one reason i think they were able to really find a voice very quickly uh for that show and matt graney i think even said in an interview once he was like you know when we started the simpsons when the show started even on the Tracy Ullman show, they were kind of trying to figure out who they were. And it took a few seasons to really yeah. get its footing. But they said right from the get-go, they knew what they wanted to do with Futurama, as referenced by when they're putting jokes in seasons ahead. Yes, like with and Nibbler when, being there. Yes, and, Nibbler was uh, there and a lot of callbacks. So much stuff that they planned in the alien languages. Like all this stuff they've planned from you know years in advance. So you knew with that, they kind of were a little more firm. And they were like, this is what we want to do. But we also have all this extra freedom we don't have with The Simpsons. Exactly. And um, going back, I guess we can jump back to The Simpsons. Like, if you are a Futurama fan, trust me, I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know how, but it will come back up on the podcast. Oh, and they've crossed over with The Simpsons. That's another yeah, crossover. Yeah, yeah, they I actually was, did that episode. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I will bring it back. Trust me, like I said, it is one of my favorite. I, I, I love The Simpsons. I love a lot of shows, but if, but if there's one show that I could probably watch consistently and be happy with from beginning to end and not have you know any point where i'm like except for jurassic bark that that <laughs> it, it is it is in my opinion it is a great episode but it is it is right at the heart it, it goes for it every time yeah. if, if you have not seen futurama jurassic bark is probably one of the saddest episodes of television i've ever seen that's very sad. It, it hits it hits you right in the hard strings but that that, that would be a show that i would not be it would not sadden me to watch. Like if there's like there's one show you can watch forever now, and that's it. And I would be like, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's a good choice. It's a good but choice. I, I I asked you earlier who your favorite non, and you did the my one offs. Yes, you you did your one offs, and yes. I and I agreed with you on one of them that Hank Scorpio was was my one off for being favorites, but not one off recurring characters that you know exist in Springfield. Who do you got for that one? You know, I've been I've been as we've been talking trying to still think of it. I think I'm gonna have to roll Principal Skinner. You mean uh oh my gosh, I just forgot Armin Tanzarian. Uh, yeah, uh, Armin Tanzarian. We, no, you know what? As they said in the uh behind the laughter, nonsensical episodes. Yes. You know, a lot of in that episode and that was a funny episode. I'm I'll admit I mean it was funny, but at the same time, a lot it of people does, say that, that jumps that that's when they were like done with the Simpsons. Exactly. And you know, and it's it's kind of true because it's sort of like there's this character they built up for years. It's not like, you know, a movie or a short story where they're gonna kind of pull the switch. I mean, this is a character we have grown to know and love and he's been our foil to Bart for yes. for, for, for um, at that point it was it was that was like season nine I believe so I mean almost a decade and then it's like to tell us that he's this as he describes himself in that episode a no good Nick yeah. and it's like that is not Principal Skinner and you know after that they've never one one ever there, there is one reference is there yes I probably there, know this and there it's just, is I'm one reference it. where Lisa finds a new cat and she goes, oh, I'm going to name you Snowball. That's right. And then oh, Principal Skinner that. walks by, and she, he says something about it. And she goes, and she calls him by Armin. Uh, right. And he just kind of nods and walks off, mm-hmm. and it's never referenced right. again. That's yes, it is. Right. There is one callback that I am aware of off the top of my head, and it was so well done. Yeah. No, you're right. I completely forgot about that. But I, I can't remember anything else about that episode. Yeah. 
except for that moment. Yeah, I know that it is. I know that it is within the time frame of, you know, this when 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 I like like my prime Simpsons, Sim, yeah. Sim, Simpsons prime, if right? You would, <laughs> for me, but yeah, no, I I love Principal Skinner. Harry Shearer is great. Is that and he just I love I love the straight man too. I mean, obviously he's also. A sim, you know, a Springfieldian, but it he's also kind of like uh, um, Frank Grimes a little bit in that he's almost a real world character, yeah. uh, but he's a little too he's too straight laced and um, to be to be real world. But I I just love him, and I just love how everyone reacts of him, especially Bart, obviously, and um, Super Nintendo Chalmers. I just love that. Super I mean, Nintendo I was singing, I was, Super Nintendo Chalmers. I was singing along in the. <laughs> Uh, the the uh, twenty two short films when their song came on because it's just hilarious and then the aurora borealis even though like that's all Chalmers doing the at this time the localized entirely with the kitchen just his just yes. Yes. <laughs> it's just it, his playoff of that is one of my fa- that that short film is my favorite of all of them in that episode and it's just one of my favorites and uh, my uh, my good friend Scott from college he and I he's a huge Simpsons fan and um, he, he and I are just always sending simpsons memes and images from frankiac and stuff back and forth but that i think has to be one of our most quoted moments of simpsons um that we send back and forth to each other so i love it it's great for me I, there's so many characters to choose from right to be honest. and that's what makes it difficult but I'm going to kind of go with, I guess, comic book guy, to be oh, honest. Just so good. Just because he was... You mean Frank Albertson? Yes. <laughs> Another... Uh... It's, it, it's funny to, to get the, to get the like, character's actual names every now and then. that They go by these certain names, right. and, then, um, and then they actually have like their real names, too. But he was one that I always enjoyed, because... I mean, being growing up, being a fan of comics and a fan of, you know, all that stuff, it was really funny to have him there because he was, I, and we keep going back to this, Frank 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 Grimes was supposed to be the real world thing, but they had him in there to where he was sort of kind of mocking the show yeah. from within as like this, you know, guy that sits around reading comic books all day and that he just kind of has his his own little pedestal that he sits on above everyone else to where he, he's, he's somehow able to look down. It's just... Everything he has is great with that. I, I just, I just always enjoy just the reference, just, you know, the um, worst episode ever. Because he's crossed over into other shows. I mean, that's just not even a show. That's just a pop culture now. Yeah, that it is. is. That, is a, that, is like, that is a trope, and he is the trope namer. <laughs> yes, and that's one I wonder if some people even realize that's that's where that, that it originated yeah. with that. Because that was Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie, and that episode's 20 years old now. <laughs> There's another episode where they get a horse for the second time, and yes. he's in the entire episode, yes. like calling Meta, calling it out. Yeah, and um, that, that that was a great one. Um, and I kind of I didn't want to use this as a one off, but when Stan Lee's in the show, because I'm like it, it's just Stan, <laughs> and it's just great because in that episode stanley's just hanging out just basically bothering him the entire time and he loves it at first and then he hates yeah, it and by then the he, end. his just, idol he hates by the end just just the i i turned to the hulk once uh, i'm gonna get and then and then like stan stanley like rips his shirt and is sitting there and he's like come on stanley just just come inside <laughs> i did it once, once. i swear <laughs> uh, and then they had the was it the treehouse horror episode where they had him like as like the collector or something 
Yes, he was yeah. the collector, and Lucy Lawless was on. Yes, and she was flying at the end. They're like, I didn't know Zena could fly. She's like, I told you, I'm, I'm not Lu- Zena. I'm, I'm Lucy Lawless. Lawless. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I I would just love to be in that writing room too, oh my and that, gosh. That, that's why I you love the great. commentary for it because it's just there's there's so many jokes that I wish I would like that that don't make it. And it's like I, I just want to. I would love to be able to hear a lot of them. Yeah. Well, they always talk about abandoned episodes or how like a couple ideas for like two episodes became one, and yeah. their B stories were discarded. And you always learn like what you know. Do, do is there any record left? Because obviously, you know, twenty close to yeah. thirty years, they could have been on old computers. But is there some just server out there, some hard drive sitting in a vault? At, you know that just has just these the, old it, maybe episodes, the scripts, just the scripts, file ca- a dusty file cabinet no one has opened in fifteen years that has old script. Like is, is that's got to be out there somewhere, or they know it's there and it's like we just keep this under lock and key and decades from now maybe we'll we'll get a glimpse into it when you know the Simpsons been off the air for twenty years and something. But I always wonder about that. I'm like, what's out there that we don't we don't know about that we'll never see. I, I wonder about that too. I mean, it's something to where I mean, we're we're still getting new episodes. I mean, there's still content there. It's just kind of the older stuff is is something that I mean, a lot of people like like I said, we we grew up with it, so it's kind of that fond memories yeah. and stuff too. So we we've gone over favorite care fa- favorite kind of non the, the non family characters because oh, there's so many great ones. I, I kind of wanted to say Mo almost. Mo's too. a good one. Mo is a good one. Mo, Mo's a really good one because they've done, and I guess Burns too. God, Burns is good. Smithers is good. Apu is good. Um, Barney's good. Lenny and Carl are good. They're like such small, like psych. Like yes, they take. It took twenty years for them to like have. I think a Lenny and Carl focused episode, but they're such a big part of the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Doctor Hibbert, Reverend Lovejoy, Flanders. I mean, you Chief Wickham. I mean, you just can't not. Every time I think of a character, I'm like, he's a good character. He's a good character. I love that character. That character's great. I mean, there's not a bad, you know, especially from that first 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. It's just like every character is so, like, amazing and developed. And even if they're not that developed, it's like there are they are developed in a yeah. Simpsons kind of way. Like, you don't know the background of this character. I mean, they might. And it always changes. That's the thing about it being an animated show is, like, you know, because ideally, or, you know, sort of the what I call like Canon Simpsons, Homer and Marge. I mean, they'd be in their sixties today yeah. if, if it was real, Age but they're still like late thirties, early forties. And, you know, they met in the seventies and of course it's been, you know, they did an episode a few years back where they met in the nineties because yeah, they, so much Hom- time Homer was changed. in like a, um, a grunge band. Yeah. Or something he, he was like basically that. in Nirvana. Almost. And like, I, I don't, cons- I consider their seventies meeting to be their, the, the true uh, one. their, their actual meeting. But, uh, but it, I mean, they change and then they've had episodes where like they've been in the past and this one character is older than them. And the next episode, this character is younger than them. And it's like, e- it, they it, can do whatever they it's, want. It's had such a weird continuity on itself. But, but speaking of the sliding timeline, I think this is also why a lot of people enjoy sort of the earlier stuff too. And I mean, if if you enjoy the later stuff, by all means, I'm I'm not saying anything yeah. negative against no, it. No, it's just no. my favorite, my my more consistent favorite episodes come from the earlier mm-hmm. seasons. But it was just such a great kind of snapshot of pop culture, of our technology, of yeah. you know where the where we were as a people in the you know U.S. and as the world too. It was always a great snapshot of that, and you kind of see it 
developing because there was an episode where they talk about the internet at one point. They have the and internet on computers now. <laughs> it, it, it was the it was the radioactive man episode, and he goes on to like the primitive internet and has to like do like control. I mean, command stuff to type into a message board, and it's just something where it's like I just. It's so weird <laughs> to see that, you know, evolution of stuff and how yes. it continues to continue to grow and yeah. everything. Um, well, I was looking at, I mean, we watched, you know, Crusty Gets Cancelled and Gabba. What is Gabba? I mean, obviously, if that was this day and age, you'd be on the internet. Within seconds, you would know you would what Gabba know exactly is. You'd know what, what it is. is. But this, I mean, that was that's kind of what viral, you know, viral marketing strategies these days. But that's kind of like what that was. It's like, Gabbo, Gabbo. And everyone's trying to guess what Gabbo is. And mm-hmm. you get the little montage of yeah. the week between his reveal of being a marionette. And um, it's just, it's it's funny. Like, But yeah, I mean, you look at that. And I mean, some kid would see that and be like, why didn't they just look up on the internet what it was? It, it, there was no internet back in 1994. <laughs> well, primitive. Primitive internet. Exactly. I mean, Which, for all intents and purposes, there yeah. no one had internet. Only the the top five richest kings of Europe or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean that. And like I said, that's that's I guess where I enjoy it because it's like there's so many people now that I mean you go back and watch it and there's actors and stuff that were on this that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And I mean not to get too political or anything, but they've called a lot of stuff. They've predicted a lot of stuff almost perfectly, including a reference to Trump being president back and bankrupted the country. Yeah. And this was here to hear not first, but close enough, folks. <laughs> it was um, one of the first ones where they did the jump into the future, and it was the part of the future. And uh, Lisa became president, and they make a reference to, oh, you, you're collecting a huge deficit from President Trump. How and much it, money do we have? None. None. <laughs> it, it was just, it was one of those things that, like, so many people, like, when he started running, were like, this has to be, like, some, like, clickbaity. And it's like, nope, I remember this that episode and real. everything. And it was just one of those things where they've called that. They've called, like, a lot of other stuff. They've kind of jokingly, like, um, uh, smartwatches or something yeah. that, that, mm-hmm. that was also in another episode. And it's just, it's really cool and weird. With their future episodes and stuff. And, of course, there's the infamous South Park episode. Yes. The Simpsons did it. And Butters is Professor Chaos, and he's trying to take over the world, and he keeps using these <laughs> these plans. And they were all things. They're like, oh, Simpsons did it in this episode. Yep. Simpsons did it. And then, <laughs> then he's like, aha, the Simpsons, I'm going to take chocolate-covered cherries and replace the chocolate the cherries with moldy mayonnaise and it's like the simpsons didn't do that and he's like yeah it's too dumb and then, <laughs> and then the it on the next episode of the simpsons bart replaces the cherries and chocolate covered chick uh cherries, cherries with three-day-old mayonnaise <laughs> it, and it's and it's so true and i'm and that, that's the other reason i wish i could get into the writer's room at some point is just to be like if you're pitching an idea is there somebody fact checking like <laughs> has this been done already or and and they've made self-referential stuff to it like we said with the uh, with they where they rehash one of the episodes over again yeah and it's the whole joke of you know oh this is the worst episode right you know i'm I'm watching you sort of thing and there's even a subreddit called simpsons did it call and it's like when something happens in the news or in the world or something and it's like an obvious you know like oh wow that actually happened on a simpsons episode Mm -hmm. 25 years ago or something like that and a lot of times the simpsons has kind of reference that they've stolen stuff from other people too so that's even oh yeah I've always said there, there, there is nothing new under the sun sometimes in a lot of stuff. And The Simpsons kind of proves that, you know, you can just take jokes mm-hmm. and repurpose them and everything. Yeah. Um, real quick, though, since we they, they are renewed, if I'm correct, up to season 30. Yes. What? In your, how would, I guess, 
to, to wrap this up, unless you got another... Oh, you, you, you do have one more I thing. I do have one more thing. You, you do have one but more yes, thing. Let's talk, let's talk about this first. Okay. Um, so, in your opinion, how would you like... As, as a fan of The Simpsons, how would you like to see it end? Or if there's ways that you've heard that yes. people have referenced. Because I, I have one on my, in my head right now so that they've referenced. What I'm about to tell you is a theory that I heard, or not a, so much a theory, but it was, a, it was an idea someone had. And it's what actually got me onto Reddit. Um, Neat. So, anyway. And sorry, I'm I had, sorry. I was itching my, <laughs> itching my nose and put my hand over in front of my mouth. Sorry about that. Uh, so, anyway, the, what I heard was the last episode is there is a, that someone said it was a contest to write a fan episode of itchy and scratchy and all of the Simpsons are like, like Marge writes an episode, Homer writes an episode and Bart and Lisa write an episode and it plays out as in like they're explaining their episode. And it's kind of one of the structures like trios of horror where there's three separate yeah. episodes. Um, so they're, they're not going to announce the winner of the episode until it actually airs. So it's cutting to the last scene and it starts off with Bart in detention and Homer at work and, Lisa at band practice, just like the opening, yeah. and it shows them all rushing home, and it's recreating basically the intro, the opening to The Simpsons, and they all jump on the couch and cut on the TV to go watch what episode won, uh, which episode won the contest, and that's how it ends. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't think of any other way that this show can end now. <laughs> like it has to be this. This would be fantastic. I've got, okay. This this is this is not my own. I'm not I'm not taking. Yeah. By the way, I was gonna say that was on Reddit again. I didn't. That is not my own. I can't remember who it is, but uh, I love that theory. I want to say it came up in a commentary, and um, it is that they've. This was like I said. The, these commentaries. These oh, I think so, I know which one you're talking about. Go on. The, the, these commentaries <laughs> are almost ten years old, by mm. the way. So that, this is even weirder that that you know the commentaries that we have <laughs> we've both listened to from the DVDs is like old too, but. They've referenced that one of them said that they would love to have it to where it is leading up to the Christmas parade yep. and the and technically all the, the events uh, in the yeah. yeah all the events in the episode are leading towards the pageant, which technically if that happened it would make the entire one series loop. a loop <laughs> of a of continuity with itself. It's so amazing. Which I I mean there there's stuff to where it would be weird of how to write that, but it would just be this weird sort of continuous loop of an ep of a show yeah. and I, I mean okay so on a personal level though excluding theories and stuff i i don't want to say where do you want it to end but where do you think it should end you know what give them an even 30 seasons i i agreeance agreeance right right here i i agree with you i'd love to see it keep going and see how long but it's like right you've you've broken there i cannot see another series doing what no. they've been able to do with this especially in this day and age where i feel like series either get destroyed in within a season or episode or season if they do like you know yeah. a, an online uh service or yeah they're kind of they get killed and brought back here and there but i mean there's no i just don't think and i don't want to say never say never because who knows what could happen but i you're right i just i don't see it happening at least for another, you know, thirty yeah. years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we we got stuff like Family Guy and American Dad floating around that, that they're getting up there in their season numbers. South yeah. Park, South it, Park, South Park is another South Park. I can see going that distance. Yeah, but it's such South Park's on. I I, I love South Park, by the yeah. way, and it's 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 on such a weird, different level to where 
it, it does the same thing the Simpsons did, but it's sort of more of a crude version of it. Right. If that makes sense. It's it is it is a time capsule of itself. It is something that I mean, if you go back and watch episodes, you can. Oh yeah. It, it is very referential to current events it and very much so. Like sometimes yeah. a certain thing will happen, and I'm like, why is that? Oh wow, that happened. And then you remember this was happening, yeah. and I can't believe that was. And that was what was happening that week when that episode aired, and it hasn't been ref- you know relevant in seventeen years or something like that. So, but I would like to see it end at thirty as well. Yeah, I, I, I think I think 30, 30 seasons would good be great. solid, uh, good solid uh, place to stop. I mean, it's still making money, obviously, and it's still it's still something that's popular. But I'm like, I, I think they need to. I think it would be best to, to end it at thirty and step yeah. down with grace. I think would be the best thing, and it will. I mean, it will. I mean, The Simpsons is beyond a TV show. It's part of it's the part lexicon. of the the lexicon, our cultural DNA. Yeah. Whether you have even watched an episode of The it Simpsons, it has affected or not, you. And you some know way. what you yeah. know what they are in the most basic level. You know what The Simpsons are. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. They will be on T-shirt. The apocalypse is going to come, and it's going to be you know. When aliens find us, you know, ten thousand years after that, it'll be a be giant Bart, pile of Bart, Bart Simpson and dolls, just like on Futurama. Yep, it's going to be like it's that. Be on the moon. It'll be everywhere. Exactly. No, wait, that's not on the moon. That's that, that's on that the was giant the comet. Pile. Yeah, yeah, it, it was the, the, trash com- comet. the trash comet. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's even when it's done, it's not going anywhere. Awesome. So you have an interesting story. Yes. That is actually referential to Futurama, to The Simpsons, that I you haven't even told me, so I'm yes, going to hear you, this. Yes, you do not know the story. I, I, I will hear this firsthand now. Okay. Let me set the stage. It is the summer of 2005. I'm in Los Angeles doing my internship. Uh, I was... I'm somewhere in Europe. That's that's actually a true statement. Wow, there we go. <laughs> See, so now you, you're eating baguettes, and meanwhile, I'm on the uh, west. It, 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 Italy, Greece. So, so anyway, you're so, eating. So, so anyway, so you're delicious. eating baguettes, and <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're eating baguettes. I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles. Um, I was doing an internship. I was a production assistant on a couple of small independent movies, and I was out there. And I, uh, one of my roommates out there, a good friend of mine named Raffi, his he was not from Los Angeles, but his grandmother lived in Los Angeles. His grandparents uh, li- had lived there for decades. And they had a big part to play in, like, real estate out there. Uh, they were on, like, the board of directors of the Hollywood Bowl, that kind of stuff like that. So um, a couple weeks after we all get out there, and we had just met, Rafi and I had, and his grandmother, who lives in Malibu, uh, had invited us over for lunch. So we go, and Malibu, if you're not familiar, if people aren't familiar with Malibu, a lot of famous people live there. It's beautiful. Uh, stretches up the right on the coast gorgeous place lots of cool houses uh, a lot of celebrities live there so we go to her house and raffi knows that i'm a simpsons fan he goes hey guess who my grandmother's next door neighbor is and i go who's that and he goes matt graining and i'm like <gasps> whoa oh my gosh so <clears throat> i see i'm like oh wow cool i saw matt graining's house awesome i had lunch right next to it so um cut to july uh, his grandmother's having a Fourth of July party, mm-hmm. and it was a really cool time. I met um, Artie Johnson and Brent Spiner there. Um, met a couple other celebrities who were there. It was just it was a really cool like oh my gosh this is an amazing thing. And I joking I'm like that'd be great if Matt Groening came over, uh, but he we could, but apparently he was having his own party. But at one point we're sitting there and we're talking and Rafi goes uh, Eric look who just walked in and walking up through the gate to the beach from his property 
is Matt Groening, and I, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, like I was just <laughs> like, Ugh. so uh, my friend was like, so do you, you want to go meet him? And I'm like, absolutely. So he walks up, and they had met many times before. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh hey, Raffy, how's it going? He's like, hey, he's my he's my friend Eric, and he's like, oh hey, nice to meet you. And we talked for like five ten minutes and, and I, the whole time i'm like shaking i'm just like ah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. and i'm like restraining <laughs> myself i'm like i i cannot believe i'm talking to you're like, the greatest thing ever yes i mean it was like everything and i was like uh-huh yep uh-huh cool and he's like well hey it was nice to meet you blah 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 and he said he made the rounds and he left he went he went home and i was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god and so i'm calling everyone i'm calling my parents i'm calling my best friends i'm just like you are never Random gonna people. guess who i'm calling i'm like i don't know who you are but i, I just met meg Rainey. So anyway, it was amazing. It was awesome. It was super cool. So anyway, cut to, it's like the week before the internship is over. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to head home. And it was a Sunday. I remember it was a Sunday. It was my parents' wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. I just remember that little tidbit. Um, we were, a bunch of us were hanging out, and my friend was like, hey, I'm going to go to Malibu for the day, visit my grandma, so I'll see y'all later. I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, day goes by, whatever. He comes back, and we're like, hey, how's it going? How's, how's your grandma doing? How's Malibu? He's like, oh, it's good. He's like, Eric, I, I uh, one second, I'm going to get my notes up, because I, I want to get everything right for this. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so he hands me a poster. He goes, Eric, I have something for you. He gives it to me. It's this poster. I unfurl it, and it is, and you may have seen this before. Well, first of all, there's the famous painting, A Sunday Afternoon on the Island of La Grande Jatte. I know I'm butchering that, but, you know, that famous picture of everyone yes, on the beach. Yes, but it's, it's the and Simpsons it's fun. with the Simpsons, yes. And I'm like, oh, cool, I've seen that before. This is really cool. And he goes, no, 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 look at the bottom. So I look in the bottom left corner, and there is a Sharpie drawing of Bart Simpson saying, yo, Eric. And in the bottom right corner, it says, your pal, Matt Groening. And he dated it. And I'm like... Oh, like I remember my knees buckled when when I saw that. I'm like, I gave Raffi the biggest hug in the world, and I was like, "You are the best person ever," and this is amazing. And he said, he got he got there, and um, Matt just happened to stop by, and he was like talking to him, and he's like, "Hey, you remember my friend you met on the Fourth of July?" He's like, "Oh yeah," and he goes, "He's like the biggest Simpsons fan in the world," <laughs> and he said he almost peed his pants when you walked in, <laughs> and then I think he said Matt Groening's response was something like, "Well, that's lovely," or "That's disgust," something like that. It was something amazing, and I'm like, "Ah, that's awesome." So he had this poster, and he, he autographed it, and drew me a, a Bart Simpson and everything, and uh, yeah, so it's the last week. Whenever we were around the apartment, I just had the poster with me. I didn't let go of it. When we were flying back, I said I, my book bag that was my carry-on. It was sticking out. I was like, I don't care. You can lose every last piece of clothing I have, but I will not lose this. This is mine. This is mine. And like the whole flight, I'm just like, you're safe, okay. And I'd like to doze off and then look at him like, you're safe, okay. <laughs> so that was that's cool. I I it was a really cool experience. He was. A really cool guy, and uh, and I really, Matt, if you're listening, uh, I really appreciate that kind gesture. Uh, it was really cool, and uh, I still have it framed. And actually, since I moved, I have not hung it back up, but it, it is oh. framed, and uh, I am looking for a good place to still put it. So uh, it'll be back up soon. So, but it's a fun, it's a fun little piece, uh, and it's obviously it's such a, it means it's it's probably one of my favorite things I own, and will probably ever own. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for being yeah. on. Um, you actually, actually, before you go, you, you have a little bit of Nintendo news. Yes. Because apparently I can't bring you on here without you There's having There's got to be something Nintendo yeah, related. Yeah, I gotta... Nintendo locked and loaded. Yes. So, uh, actually, uh, so 
the SNES Classic Edition mm-hmm. uh, yesterday uh, at 1 a.m. went up for pre-order, and of course the West Coast got everything because it's you know 11, 10, 11 o'clock, yeah. whereas normal people on the East Coast are sleeping. And then when I was eating lunch yesterday at work, um, they uh, someone on Reddit was like, "Oh, I heard Walmart's going to have pre-orders up at one." And of course, last month they put them up by mistake, so a lot of people were wary. But I was like, "I missed out, so I know it's going to be one o'clock, and I'm not going to be doing anything. I'm going to still be eating lunch." And then, sure enough, one o'clock hits. F five to that. It came up, pre-ordered, went through. I got the pre-order for the SNES Classic, and then two seconds later, they were sold out. So in the twenty seconds Walmart had them up, I had a. I got the SNES Classic pre-ordered. And um, you're excited about this one for what reason, if you don't mind? Well, first off, it's a it's other than the omission of Chrono Trigger, which is okay because I own 500 versions of it. Uh, it's got basically the best, all of the best Super NES games mm-hmm. ever released, plus the first time it's officially been released, Star Fox 2. That's yes. super cool. I'm super excited to play it. I love the original Star Fox such a great game, and I remember, I remember when Star Fox 2 was announced in Nintendo Power, and I was like, I can't wait to play that, and then they announced Star Fox 64, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to play that instead, but then I, you know, I just, yeah. you know, years later, I'm just like, I love, and of course, it exists online, there's like incomplete ROMs, but the, the whole completed game existed in like some Simpsons scripts out there that's been locked away for, for years, and it's finally getting released, so that's going to be great, I think it's going to be a fun thing. Um this, they're still like super duper like pre-orders are kind of still hard to come by there might be more coming but i hope nintendo does once they have the virtual console on the switch i really hope they put star fox 2 because that's my biggest thing is i really want the chance to play star fox 2 mm-hmm. and i hope that they give that chance to nintendo more fans people. everywhere yeah, more people because i think that's that's a part of it's a lost part of gaming history that's going to finally be made available to the masses so i hope that uh more people do get the chance but i am excited i snagged one i so far as of right now i have not i'm gonna even check my email while we're recording i have not gotten any sort of cancellation watch it pops in right now (laughs) (laughs) i've got no cancellation so i do believe it has gone through and then in a month and a half i should have my very own little tiny super nes well i'm hoping that they will do a better job of keeping more available they said they're gonna time. do that they said they're gonna do that i i hope they they stick by that especially having star fox 2 because uh, i i i, I would available. like to to get the the um the super i mean the sorry the the, the nintendo one the one that, yeah. the one that you had brought by but to be honest, my fandom more came from the Super version yeah. of it because, like Super Mario, it's Super Mario World was the introduction yeah. of Yoshi. Yes, that one was one of my favorite Mario's, and it just had so much more to that one. I think. it did. I mean, the NES was my first game system, but the Super NES was like my. That is where I truly became a gamer, and I yes. think, I mean, embrace it. I mean, it's just every game that's on the Super NES Classic. It's just it is a. I mean, you got Mar- Super Mario World, you got Yoshi's Island, you've got the original Star Fox, Med- uh, Super Metroid, and mm-hmm. Link to the Past. You've got yes, um, Link to the Past. You've got Super Mario RPG, which is the first RPG I ever played, and still my favorite Mario RPG. One of my favorite games. Period. It's such a great the, you know, and people still, myself included, want another true sequel. Yes, the collaboration between Nintendo and Square. Please, Nintendo Square, if you're listening, please, please, please make this game. Um, so many great. Uh, it's got um, at least one of the Mega Man X's. Um, it has, even though Chrono Trigger is not there, we have Final Fantasy three slash six. 
um, Secret of Mana, and I feel like there's one more. Maybe maybe that is Super Mario RPG. Um, maybe you should, I can't even remember the whole list of games. Uh, Donkey Kong Country, first one's there. Um, there's going to be a great, great, a good variety of just awesome games, and it comes with two controllers. Yes, this the still NES, wired though. Yeah, still wired. Yeah, the yeah. NES Classic uh, came with. Uh, Must feel just like you need to have those wired though. Yeah, it, it, it's some nostalgia. You yeah, know, it would be better. Wired, Hopefully, so. I just hope it's longer cords because yes, yeah, my, where my TV is and where my couch is a little bit far away. I do have an extender cord for one, so. I just need to pick another one up, if, if not. But I'm excited to have it, and uh, I will gladly bring it over. We'll play some uh, some Super yes. Nintendo, and then we can podcast. But I'm sure we'll, we will get you on for something else. Absolutely. No problem. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> well, once again, thank you for being yeah, on. Yeah, thanks for um, having me. As I guess, I mean, normally you're our Nintendo expert and our Nintendo guy, but we brought you on today as um, our Simpsons guy. And, and someone, will, someone to let me. Absolutely. Glad bounce. to. I'll do it anytime. I'll always talk Simpsons. So. With that, um, if you guys have a favorite character or favorite episode, definitely let us know. We'd greatly appreciate that. That's always something cool to talk about. And if there's a favorite, maybe even a favorite writer that, that, that you have, too. I mean, we've, we've covered the gambit with this. But anyways, we're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back, more Zingness. Hey, are you a jock that likes comics? Are you a nerd that likes comics? Do you feel left out sometimes? Well, then we've got the show for you. I'm Imran. And I'm Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we host the Jock and Nerd podcast at jockandnerd.com. If you're looking for fun, entertaining, laugh-out-loud geek chat over all the latest Marvel, DC shows, and news, visit jockandnerd.com. Full spoiler podcast, lots of swearing. Uh, you're such a jock. You're such a nerd. Oh, come on. Shut up, nerd. Okay. All right, everyone, welcome back. Oh, man, I I could probably, no joke, watch The Simpsons, like, I, I've started to watch a lot of the seasons over again now that, that we've had that discussion in the prep for it. Mm-hmm. So many good episodes. Awesome. But, but yeah, I mean, that, that was a fun discussion. Like we said on there, if there is a favorite character or favorite episode, we'd love to know who, who that is for you or which one that is for you. Justin would definitely love to know. <laughs> I'm. You can tell me. I know the main characters, but other than that, that's why I wasn't on it. I just. Um. I. I know it's a huge thing for a lot of people. I just. I'm not as well versed in it. I'm sorry. It's. It's fine. It's. We. We've. We've discussed several things on here, so it's. It's no problem. We're. We're bound to hit ones that you know. Don't press all of our buttons and everything. So I think it would be fun. Um. Just to. Gosh, do you guys know? Do you and Eric know how many different celebrities have been in? We the- discussed it real quick, and I mean, it is unfathomable how. To, I mean, I'm sure there is a Crazy. definitive list somewhere yeah. of it, but I mean, with the amount of episodes they have, and they have so many people that just hop on to do right. themselves or somebody else, it is, it is mind blowing. I'm sure. But fun fact, real quick, I don't. Uh, yeah, we didn't mention this. You know, uh-huh. Santa's little helper, the dog. Yeah. You know that the 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 person who does that voice, Frank Welker, has done the voice for Santa's little helper. Now that name might not sound familiar to anybody, but um, Fred from Scooby Doo, oh. Nibbler from Futurama, okay, Megatron from Transformers. Wow. Just the name. I'm I'm not joking. No, that's awesome. He 
has the ability to like do animal so- like he is one of those people that they bring on to do animal sounds okay like instead of bringing a duck you can have him come in and he <laughs> will be the duck nice and i i know i've mentioned the commentaries and everything but there's one episode i think they were talking about having him on and they were making this might have been a futurama one though okay now futurama i love We'll, we'll, we'll do an episode on Futurama at some point. Yes. I that like that, that one I'm not giving a time frame, people, but but it will happen. <laughs> trust me. Yeah, give me a little bit more time to... I haven't seen all of them yet, so... <laughs> and I've watched them probably 15 times over, if not more. <laughs> but no, they were discussing how, like, they... Like, he... It was... I'm just going to use the duck term again. Okay. They were, they were saying how, like, they, they need him to do, like, a flock of, flock of geese, but one of them needs to be sick or something. Like, he okay. legitimately could do that. On one take, just be like with, and it's just amazing. He can channel the animal sounds. But yeah, I mean, if you check out his IMDb, it seriously is like a mile long. That's awesome. No, so, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, Frank Welker, everybody, go go check it out. Check him out. So, yep. Anyways, um, so guess what I did this weekend? Oh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna drop this in now. Oh, when would you like me to drop it in? Go for it. Okay. I just wanted to say for all you renters out there, they have a really awesome annual Ren Fair in Maryland. Um, Isn't w- the state sport jousting in Maryland? <laughs> is it? I think it is. I'm <laughs> not fact check. I'm not going to fact check that. If I'm wrong, I'll, I'll, I'll bite the bullet for that. But I'm pretty sure oh the state my gosh. sport is jousting. That's pretty awesome if it is. Um, but it's a... Uh, one of the big, biggest ones on the east coast it actually it stays that like they don't obviously have the fair year round but mm-hmm. like they have the the place set up and it's like you literally it's this big open field you park in and there's trees everywhere and you literally like transport into it looks like a village from another time it's it's really really cool i highly recommend it um but it, this is the first weekend mm-hmm. just started and it runs till about the middle of october was great some great comedy acts some some silk aerial acts and and magic and it's just fantastic food i had a spinach pie and it was amazing neat if you like spinach of course of course you gotta do some throwback to old um popeye popeye there you go um but it was just so much fun i thoroughly enjoyed it please check it out if you're in the maryland area Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for for that info. That that was very cool, and I, I got to see pictures and stuff. I unfortunately mm-hmm. had other obligations, so I was unable <laughs> to go. Oh. But on that note, um, just to let everyone know, don't forget this week we do have our read this with Spider Man Blue. Yes. Um, that will be out on Thursday, so that'll be out on the thirty first. Groovy. And um, we were joined by the nerd himself from the Chuck and Nerd podcast, Emron. <laughs> so joined us. much fun. It was a lot of fun. Yes. I'm going to kind of give a quick spoiler real quick. If oh. you want kind of a um, follow-up review to Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> True. You're True. in luck. <laughs> we, we did um, throw that in there a lot. So this, Referenced it. Th- this is a discussion of Spider-Man Blue, but we kind of just... Have an, You'll, you'll you'll see when you listen. It, it was it was a lot of fun to do that. So check oh, that yeah. out. And that is also our fiftieth episode. So yeah. awesome. Yeah, we, if you're we, a Spider Man fan, yes, this is just for you. Or if you're not a Spider Man fan, definitely check it out. It's it's our read this. So it's a lot of fun. But 
that will be our 50th numbered episode. So, Yay. I mean, we've, we've made this point. Thank you, everyone who listens and everyone who's helped us out. And I'm, I'm going to miss everybody next week. Yes, Ellie will be gone next week, but I'll be joined by another <gasps> another host dun, for dun, another dun. interesting discussion. Yes, so. I'm off traveling again. Yes, you are. <laughs> but she will be back. Don't worry. Yes. We've, we've got stuff to do and places to be, people to see, and podcasts to talk about. But once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you yes, for all please. the support you've given us. It is awesome. We, we, I, I, I'm not joking. I don't think we would have ever gotten to 50 episodes. It, it blows my mind that we're this far and we're still going, and we couldn't have done it without you, the listeners. So thank you. Yay. All right. So before we, we start wrapping things up, we have a response. Okay. From Movie Rob. Yes. Who, if that name sounds familiar, we'll, we'll get to why that might sound familiar in a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll give him a good old plug. Yay. So, Pluggy plug. Ellie, if you would not mind. Yes. Um. Well, he... He sent us an email. Yes, he sent us an email. And um, it's a res- it was... Okay, uh, well, I was going to say it, but if you want to okay, keep fine. on go, interrupting ahead, go me, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go <laughs> ahead. Got to put a muzzle on this guy, I tell you. So he um, responded to us with our... Top 10 sci-fi fantasy war films. Mm-hmm. Um, and love it, love it. I'm so excited that he took the time to do this. It means again, a lot. Again, by the yes. way. Again. Yes, he did send version us, two. <laughs> yes, he did send us one for the actual episode. Well, in seeing this But we list, didn't we didn't give the rules to everybody. We right. just said, hey, give us your, your, your top 10. Right. We did not give him the stringent rules, but after listening to the episode, he felt compelled. Yes. To send well, us and, this. and what I like about when, um, you know, maybe future lists that we might do or whatever, mm-hmm. I like that they can always change because new yeah. movies come out, exactly. you know, opinions change. So and this is exciting for me. I as love we've, it. As we've said before, these are not definitive lists by right. us. We, oh, we yeah. are not, we like to think we're movie experts, but we just enjoy them <laughs> a lot. We just like to watch movies. Um, but yeah, it's great. So um, he put, hope this revised version is more to your liking. We did like your other one though, man. <laughs> we, we did. Exactly. Um, I really tried to keep in mind the rules you set forth, and I hope none of my picks actually broke the rule. I know that 9 and 8 are iffy about declaring war, but I see them as clear-cut war films. Um, I personally have yet to see War for the Planet of the Apes, so that might make this list later after I see it. Honorable mentions, he has The Last Starfighter, Transformers the Movie, 1986, and Guardians of the Galaxy. And then his top 10, we're going to start 10 and go down. Go for it. So 10 is Titan A.E. I love that film. I think it's great. I love it. So I was really excited to see this on the list. Uh, Number nine, The Fifth Element, once again. Yes, we did an episode about that. Yes, I love (laughs) it. Uh, Number eight is World War Z. I I actually like that one. I feel like reading this list, this is, um, should have been my list. (laughs) There you go. If we did individual list, I think you you might have had your list perfectly. If we didn't have to meld together as a Zing This Collective, um, I I think this would have been mine. Uh, Number seven is Independence Day, not the sequel. I think we pointed that out in ours, too. (laughs) Um, Six Starship Troopers. Yeah. Five, Terminator slash T2. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah. Woo, woo. Three, Avatar. The Blue People, not... <laughs> not not Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes, yes. Um, number two, even though I would have accepted the, the 
the TV show. The, we the, didn't do TV shows. I, I know. I'm TV just shows. saying. I would have accepted Maybe that. another day. Yes. Maybe. Um, number two, Lord of the Rings trilogy, of course. And number one, Star Wars. Awesome. So his, his, his top two did match ours. Yes. But thank you, Movie Rob. And if yes. you want more from Movie Rob, you can, of course, I will give a link in the description. But um, he is also on with the guys over at Down the Hall Podcast. He has partnered up with them to be there. As as we were saying, we're not movie experts or reviewers. No. We just kind of discuss We just have mo- fun with it. And that's the same thing they do. But he actually reviews the movies for them. Okay. So, yeah. so that's something to definitely check out. Once again, that's the guys over at Down the Hall. That's Chet and Rodney. So definitely give them a listen. Yes. But on that note, how can they listen to us? Well, please go get your daily bean fix and go to Podbean. You can also find us on Stitcher as well as Google Play. And Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate that. That helps out the podcast a lot. And follow us on Podbean too. Yes. Yes. Follow us on both. Yes, everyone. Listen, listen on both. Fo- listen to us on everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and did you say Facebook? I'm no, sorry. No, no, we we do. Okay. We, you can find us on Facebook. Yes. You can get some some stuff. Communicate with us on there. So that's mm-hmm. always fun. And tweet at us at Twitter mm-hmm. at Zing This. Yes, there. I might have dropped a hint on something else. I might be working on this week. Dun dun dun. Oh. Okay. So definitely check out that feed. Um. Instagram. You can of course find us at Zingness Podcast. Yep. And um, if you wanna, if you wanna help us out and support us a little bit, you can go to Patreon, and that's at www.patreon.com/slash/zingness. Yes, and for as low as a dollar a month, you can get some extra content. Yep. So definitely check that out. Um, you can also find us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Search Zingness. And don't forget to subscribe to us on there, because if we get to 100, it will be YouTube slash Zingness instead of YouTube slash 578-241-8562-P7895. I don't know if that's actually what it is. It is a set of numbers, though. I was like, holy moly, did you just... (laughs) No, <laughs> Did no. Did you just do that from your memory? That's no, amazing. That, 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 that would be amazing, though. <laughs> that would be a superpower in itself. Yes. If you want to email and chat with us directly, you can go to... Zingness at gmail.com. Finally, our logo is done by Chris Zinger. I will leave a link to his Instagram as well, so check out the work he does. Yes, if the name sounds like someone who Familiar. is related to me, <laughs> he is my older brother, and he does our logo. So I have... It's taken me almost 50 episodes, but Chris, I'm sorry... I'm, I'm giving you shout-outs now. Our sound guy is A.A. Ron, and finally, DJ Golden Boy 89 Play us out.